and welcome to this week's episode of Across the Cemetery. My name's Emma. And my name's Josh. And firstly, we want to say sorry for the unplanned break. Life got in the way and we haven't really stopped since we've been to Prague, just with work and general chaos. More to come on that very soon. But anyway, let's move on to spooky chaos. Now, you might wonder why I mention Prague as if it is something significant. Well, for this episode, and obviously Prague is significant, that's not what I'm saying, it is. This week, we are going to focus on Prague. So firstly, let's check out a bit of history about the spooky side of Prague. And Loki's just entered the room. (laughs) Just kicked the door down. (laughs) Here's Johnny. So, Prague is the capital city of the Czech Republic. That's why I said Czech out. We understood the joke. No one laughed. (laughs) The city is renowned for its gorgeous architecture, stunning views over the Valtava River and Charles Bridge. But beneath all of Prague's picture-perfect photo opportunities lies a more sinister and more macabre history. Although every major European city has its own dark history, whether it's serial killers, ghosts, the plague, or a mixture of all three, and of course, let's not forget the tragedies such as World War One and World War Two. Nevertheless, not everywhere has been embraced this history, and that's fine. But we wouldn't have a podcast without a dark history, would we? Loki's just jumped next to the mic. Sorry, so he put me off. We're recording in a completely different room today. We're trying something a bit different, so we've adjusted that room to cater for our recording equipment, i.e., microphone and laptop, to get away from Loki. <laughs> But he's, so far, within 2 minutes, 10 seconds, burst through the door and is now sitting where my printer usually sits and rubbing against my paper. So, thanks, Loki. <laughs> he's, he's just part of the Across the Cemetery family. He's going now. Um, so, Prague has fully embraced their dark history and so many aspects of the city's tourism revolves around the dark side of the history. So it makes Prague the perfect holiday destination for tourists, but also for spooky tourists. And when we first went, I mean, when we first went, we've only been once. Um, The first thing I did after I booked it was book two ghost tours, but we only ended up going on one because of our two nights. We were going for two nights and we were going on two ghost tours. It was a bit much. It was very good, the one we went on now. Yeah, the one that we went on was very good. So Prague has so many macabre offerings, such as ghost tours, creepy escape rooms and haunting memorials. I would go so far as to say that even if you're not into the macabre, it would still be impossible to have any kind of Prague holiday that didn't cross over into macabre a little bit. So even the most major attractions like the Prague Castle or the Charles Bridge have pretty grim histories. And yes, you could not learn about them. But why would you even leave your home in the first place if you weren't going to learn about the touristy places? So firstly, I have a review of a place that we went to in Prague. So we went to probably my now most favourite bars in the whole wide world and it was called the Nightmare Horror Bar. It is located in downtown Prague and it is a few minutes from Prague Castle. To enter this bar, one must go down a windy staircase deep into the pits of hell. Well, not really, but it is a cellar bar with red light and a life-size horror movie favourites. Not only was there a Michael Myers as soon as you walk in, there's a large Linda Blair situated above the bar, all tucked, in, all tucked up in her famous exorcism bed. 
in the toilet, you walk down a small dark corridor to be met with Jigsaw, but that is not it. The bar plays metal and rock music as well as playing horror movie trailers. I love sitting there going, oh, I've, this is this film, or oh no, I haven't seen this one, to Josh, who was just trying to enjoy Ramstein. The bar also offers signature horror movie cocktails and several types of beer and spirits. The cocktails I had when I was there were Wrong Turn and Chainsaw. They come in a themed glass that unfortunately can't keep and I didn't have a bag big enough to smuggle it out. Both drinks have strawberry chunks in them to symbolise guts which I thought was a nice touch. I would say that the bar is a pretty reasonable place in terms of price. The only thing that I didn't like is that we got to the bar and we ordered and we were asked to tip straight away when I would rather have tipped at the end but I think that was just me being moody because I was hot and sweaty after walking around. Horror movies aside, there was also vintage seating. In fact, I've took a video of Michael Myers, well, the statue, or was it? And we saw what we think was an orb and we'll post that to our socials but we think we might be breach might be reaching as i did have two cocktails at this point it's also a cellar so it could be very very dusty yeah and it was vintage seating wasn't it like i've just said that's somebody's skin ew so let's talk about the figures for a minute they are so lifelike especially the michael myers one i know i keep going on about him but we were sat next to him so it's hard not to i kept looking at him thinking that he was gonna move also, when I was going to the toilet, a man appeared behind me. Nothing sinister, he was also just going to the toilet. And I shit myself. I literally jumped. Not because of him, but because of the dark corridor with Jigsaw. And it's scary. And I also expected there to be things jumping out at you. So I thought that that man was something that was going to jump out at me. I'm glad that there wasn't stuff that was jumping out. But one of the punters was also expecting this. As when we were leaving, we were going up the stairs and the man was going down and he screamed when he saw me. I don't know what you're going to say. I know, I knew you were laughing. And that's why I, put, I paused because I knew you were going to say something. I must also mention that the staff were lovely and they also host horror-themed nights. The most recent one is going to be on the 29th of June and it's a movie trivia night and their host is dressed up as Wednesday Adams. I will post a link to the bar in the description of this episode. And I'll also tag them on Instagram in our post. And I also must mention that it opens 4pm till 2am daily. So, it sort of reminded me of the... I did say so because I was going to ask Josh what he thought, but I've got a bit more to go on. <laughs> it sort of reminded me of the crazy house with a K. So if you're from Liverpool or the unfortunate areas, like the Willow, um, this was an alternative bar on Wood Street. And I can confirm that most of my nights involved a trip there. Josh used to run to the stage when Numb Encore came on. And I used to enjoy the two-for-one Smirnoff Ices. I would rate this place, the Nightmare Horror Bar, not the K. Um, five out of five. And I would 100% go back. Loved it. Loved the drinks. Loved the atmosphere. Loved the decor. And loved the idea of it. The only thing that I didn't love about it is the fact that it isn't in Liverpool. So... What did you think about the horror bar and what did you think about Prague? Did you get a spooky vibe from Prague when we were there? I know we went for a ghost tour, so obviously we knew there was going to be spooky things. But did you get? A, did you think it was spooky? Um, not really, no. Oh, <laughs> um, episode over. Bye. Thanks was, for listening. There were certain aspects, obviously, that were spooky, and I, I know 
certain things about it, which I think you're probably going to go on to, so I won't go into anything. But generally as a city, no, not spooky. There is the medieval part, so yeah, it looks a bit old. But overall, no. The places we went to were great, though. I thought like the architect and architecture was quite spooky. Like the, the, the cathedral that we went to was very gothic. Yeah, but that's not all the architecture in fucking Prague, is it? Well, clearly there was something spooky because not only did we do a ghost tour, but there are sev- several paranormal legends that were not mentioned on our tour, and the city is filled with ghosts, and I'm going to tell you about some of them. I feel like I've just been told off. Okay. Prague is paved with cobblestones. There are gorgeous glowing lanterns, dark gothic architecture, and there are said to be over a hundred otherworldly creatures hiding in Prague's shadows, and I'm going to touch upon a few of them today. So first, let's go to the Old Town. In the Old Town Prague, you will find a statue of this ghost. It's known as the Iron Man. The Iron Man was one of the only ghosts in the world to have a tribute built for him. The name of the Iron Man in question is Jachum Berker. The ghost of this man has been waiting for freedom for over 400 years. Jachum Berker was engaged to be married to his sweetheart when he left to defend his country. Upon his return, he heard evil rumours regarding his betrothed's fidelity and without an explanation, he married a different girl from his neighbourhood. Jahan Berker's former fiancée was so heartbroken that she drowned herself in the Valtava River and her father was so ashamed that he jumped from a high tower. After hearing what he had caused, Berker was racked with guilt and strangled his drunk wife and hung himself in his cellar on Good Friday. He is continuously wandering, and I'm going to butcher this, Platnerska Street, simply waiting for his freedom. Freedom, however, does not come easy for the Iron Man. Berker only gets one chance of freedom every 100 years. In order to be freed, he must find a pure virgin girl and have a friendly chat with her for one hour. Surely this is not too much to ask. In this day and age. Oh my god! <laughs> The Iron Man allegedly got a chance in 2009 but failed and now he must wait another 100 years. There won't be any virgins left then. I don't know if you understand the human anatomy and like human evolution and sort of reproduction. <laughs> no, I haven't there, got a there clue. Are, there are new ones that come along. New ones? Yeah, like new humans. Fresh virgins. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see the eyes Emma give me? <laughs> vulnerable <laughs> model of the story kids don't believe the hype joking i mean don't listen to rumors and double check with your beloved before you go on to marry another because you've just killed four people that you could have had a simple conversation what do you think stop shouting at everyone you've just told me to shout so we can hear me they don't know that <laughs> i did ask you to speak up but i also I don't know, the end of the story just sounded like you're giving everyone a life lesson because they've done something wrong. Let's move on to another story. (laughs) So now we're going on to the murdered nun. So if you happen to be wandering around St Agnes's convent in Joseph during the dark hours of a magical evening, be sure to watch out for the murdered nun. She appears to be quite moody and one evening she might be covered in blood and weeping bitterly and other evenings she might be smiling tenderly at unhappy lovers. So the murdered nun's backstory is that she was the child of a wealthy nobleman 
and she fell tragically in love outside of her class with a poor knight. Her noble father, of course, refused to give his consent for marriage, and as a as a payment for her unforgivable sin, she was sent to live in St Agnes's convent, where she still re- resides today, but only in transparent form. The night before she was transferred to the convent, she decided to follow her heart and met with her beloved, but was also met by her father, who in outrage stabbed her for shaming him. The murdered nun has been haunting the area of St Agnes's convent ever since, but do not fret, for the murdered nun is not to be feared. It is known, or allegedly known, that the ghost of the murdered nun once appeared to a girl who wished to poison herself because of her unhappy and poor love affair. The murdered nun grabbed the poison from the depressed girl's hand and placed a bag of coins in it instead, enabling her to live a happy and prosperous life and find her true love. What do you think about the murdered nun? I didn't actually hear that story while we were there or read it, so it's quite interesting. It seems a bit harsh that just because she fell in love with somebody outside of her social class. Like, oh yeah, fuck you, you're going to be a nun for the rest of your life now. I know, I don't have to be a nun and I fell in love with you. It doesn't work, you know, if you go up classes, <laughs> it's only down. Look, he just looked at you like you were in love then. <laughs> don't bring the children into this. <laughs> um... I think it's nice that she's there, like she's stopping people from killing themselves, basically. But I get what you mean about the class, but in them days it was like that, wasn't it? Yeah, but if she's... obviously can't argue with a spirit that comes back and helps people. I mean, why does she smile at unhappy lovers? I'm thinking that. Does she enjoy people being unhappy or is she trying to cheer them up? Maybe she's trying to cheer them up, but also she might be glad that they're unhappy because she never got a chance of happiness because her dad killed her. Yeah, maybe that's right. Okay, so now this one is what we've heard on a ghost tour. So I think Josh will already know this, but hey-ho. Oh, if you skip over, you don't need to hear this then. If I know it, it's all right. Shut up. <laughs> so, I don't know his name. Well, I do know it. I've written it down. But... <laughs> It's very hard to say for myself. It's got weird, not weird words in it, but it's got an S in it anyway for the kick-off. So I'm going to call, he's from Turkey, so I'm going to call him the Turkish man. But first I'm going to try and say his name. Oh no, this is the road name, ignore me. I don't have the man's name. (laughs) The road name, which is a courtyard in Old Town Prague. Tinsky Dwar. Tinsky Dwar. And it is haunted by the ghost of a man from Turkey. He became engaged to a young Czech woman and then he returned to his homeland to ask his parents permission to marry her. He asked the woman to wait for him for three months, I think it was. I can't confirm or deny that. I know that it was months, but I don't know if it was three or four. And the Turkish man was gone for a long time. And I think I think the tour guide says almost three years. So his, And his fiancée had heard nothing from him, not a letter or anything scum that in there and so she began to believe that he died or that he'd forgotten her but dun 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 the turkish man returned to prague and when he returned he found that the young woman had just been married and she was celebrating this with her family she disappeared the night of her wedding and sometime later her body was found decapitated so the courtyard is now haunted by the turkish man and he offers passers-by a glimpse into the box that he holds. And guess what's in the box? 
the young woman's head. What do you think about that one? His timing's impeccable. Comes back the day of the wedding. That's fantastic. Um, seems a bit over the top. She did wait quite a long time for him. So it's it was probably safe to assume if it took him three months to get the turkey and back on his original time scale. If she waited like three years or whatever it was, yeah. he probably wasn't coming back. The chances are he wasn't coming back. That's what I'd think. But if you really love someone, would you move on like that? No, probably not. But different times, if a woman potentially couldn't have been as independent as they could be now. Three years is a long time, like as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so finally, this is quite a big one because it's one of the world's most. This is one of the famous landmarks in Prague. So we're going to the Charles Bridge. And Charles Bridge has several quirky stories and legends surrounding it, which I bet you're dying to know. Do they include death by any chance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ghost stories? <laughs> oh, is that what this is? <laughs> so Charles Bridge is the oldest bridge across the Val- Valtava River, but it is also the second oldest bridge in the Czech Republic. Charles Bridge has two faces... The hustle, bustle and energy of the day and the magical and mysterious by the night. During the day, the bridge is packed. Tourists and locals alike jostle for position for that perfect photo of the castle. And at night, however, the bridge really comes alive. Towering over the bridge, the illuminated castle looks more like a giant painting or film set than the seat of the Czech government. The towers and statues illuminated at night throw an eerie light over the bridge and you can feel the myths and the legends enveloping you from all sides. So let's discuss the making of the bridge. The construction of this bridge was from 1357 to 1402. According to one legend, Holy Roman Emperor Charles IV was not only devoutly religious but he also believed heavily in numerology. So to construct the bridge, he consulted his numerologists to find the perfect day to lay the foundation stone. The date was the year 1357, the ninth day of the seventh month at 5.31am in the morning. So this turned out to be a pyramid of odd numbers and was apparently good luck. How the fuck did they come to that conclusion? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Someone's having fucking Charles the Fourth right off, aren't they? <laughs> He's just been pissed one night. And we're like, oh, we'll tell you what, right? If we go three, seven, five, four, and then we'll, we'll throw a bit of five thirty-one a.m. That's only a good time to get people up. Be asked waking up at five thirty-one to work. So you would have to be up earlier to start work at five thirty-one. Yeah, and in you know the Roman era of time, so you probably have to you know, walk yeah. wherever you are. No, yeah, no. fuck that. <laughs> So, on the bridge there are 30 main statues and the most famous is the statue of St. John of Nepomuk. He was the confessions priest of King Wenceslas' wife at the time. And King Wenceslas, I'm not going to say this as much as I can because it's really hard for me to say, he was the son of King Charles IV. The king was suspicious that his wife was having an affair at the time and that the son that him and her shared was illegitimate and a result of his wife's infidelity. Nice one, lad. That's Loki just having a scratch. King Wenceslas went to St. John and begged him to spill the confessions of his wife 
but the priest would not, you know, because he's bound by religion. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so even though the king threatened St. John, he still would not tell. As a result of this, the king ordered for St. John to be drowned in the Valatava River on the 20th of March, 1393. That's my dad's birthday, by the way. St. <laughs> John of Nepomuk was thrown from the bridge with weights attached to his legs. Legend states that as he fell into the river, five circles appeared on the surface of the water and five stars came from those circles and went up into the sky. The spot where St. John met his end is marked with a cross and five stars and the statue of St. John also has a circle round its head with five stars on it. According to Czech folklore, soon after his tortured body was thrown down from Charles Bridge, the bridge collapsed several times throughout history due to flooding. For many years, any attempt to rebuild the bridge was unsuccessful and it was considered cursed. One day there was a huge crash of thunder and a strike of lightning, and then the devil appeared. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> and he offered to help. The devil promised to help the young architect complete the bridge on the provision that the first soul to cross was the devil's reward. So, the young man, so, yeah, he thought, the young man who was in charge, he made a pact with the devil, basically. To sacrifice somebody else's soul? Yeah, to some, someone else's, not his. Oh. So, on the day of completion, the architect thought he could outsmart the devil and he didn't want some poor soul to suffer for his deal and he certainly did not want to give up his own soul. Instead, he planned to trick the devil by having a chicken or a cat walk across the bridge first. It's not fair about the cat. Whilst the young architect was at the market acquiring the chicken, the choice of animal I believe he went with in the end. The young architect was buying a chicken to bring it down to the bridge and he planned to have it walk across the bridge and for its soul to be taken and then the pact with the devil in his eyes would be complete. Little did he know, however, that the devil has already gone to the architect's home, disguised as an old stonemason and told the architect's very pregnant wife that there had been an accident and her husband was injured and she needed to get to the bridge right away. When the architect arrived at the Charles Bridge, he saw his wife rushing across the bridge and realised that the devil, the devil had won their game of wits. So what do you think about that? Don't fuck with the devil. But he was fixing the bridge for the good of everyone's kind. Yeah, but then he tried to trick the devil and yeah. then his wife and unborn child. So does that mean the devil got two souls? Yeah, I was reading it, I read, I think the lady said it on the tour, but I couldn't find it properly, that there's a little boy... On the um, on the Charles Bridge, so I think that must be the baby inside yeah. of it. Maybe. But yeah, he got two souls then, so he's greedy because I give one back. I don't think that'd stand in a court of law. No, you don't fuck with the devil, do you? With the first bit where they kept saying the bridge had fallen down, um, do you think that might have not been because the bridge was not very well made? So because it kept falling down, they tried everything that they could to keep it together. They they put wine in instead of mortar. They put gold in and everything. It kept still falling down. So they asked the public to give them eggs. And the eggs in the shells, they thought they'll put them in and that'll keep them up. But then the public thought, these eggs aren't going to last the transfer. They'll go off. So they hard-boiled them. And then they obviously didn't work because they were too soft then for the 
to make like to use as bricks. <laughs> I'm not surprised they get fallen down. They made it out of fucking eggs and wine. Why would you use wine as mortar? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not surprised after it, it wasn't cursed. I can tell you now for a fact it wasn't cursed. It was just not built properly. <laughs> fucking wine. What a waste of wine. What a waste of eggs. Oh yeah, because you can't buy eggs mate, lately at the minute. Limited to two in the middle at the moment. Two at the minute. Two packs. Are, how am I going to survive? We, we've got eggs. We hardly ever use them. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, what did you think about Prague? Now, th now that I've told you more horror stories, does it feel different? or? Yeah, because going to these places, especially the Charles Bridge, I think I'd look for more details. Um, I know we've seen the statue of John Nepomuk. I think we got a picture with him. But I don't think we knew who he was, so no. we got a picture with him. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, so I'd probably look at these things that we saw, because we... We basically did a whistle-stop tour of Prague and didn't take in as much detail as I think we would have liked to, but we've seen a lot. Yeah, we need to go back because when we went, I thought three, we had like three days there, two nights, and I thought that's going to be loads of time, but it really wasn't. You need, I'd say, five days. Yeah. Because I... one day we'd done 40,000 steps each. Yeah, so... We went, we went to a beer museum now. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was good. We had green beer. Can't remember why it was green, but it was nice. They never told us why it was green, actually. No, he just sort of just handed us green beer and yeah. went, here you go. We had absinthe as well. Emma did. I had absinthe. The lady gave us crisp as well with it. <laughs> I had crisp. <laughs> you had a beer. <laughs> it's because it was like two in the morning and we've been out all day. Because we only had a certain amount of time. And we'd just been to the horror bar. And we, that was the most place that we spent in anywhere in Prague, by the way. We we had free drinks in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I really liked it. Um, I'd probably... Not probably. I would go back. But I think there'd be other places I'd go to first before going back. Yeah, because we like to see different places before we go. Yeah. Uh, before we go to somewhere else again. But we've been to Amsterdam twice. We've never done a ghost tour in Amsterdam. No, we haven't. <laughs> We've done other tours. We've been to Anne Frank's Museum and stuff. Yeah. And the Heineken Museum. We're getting off topic. Yeah. Because this is our first episode back and it's not as long as I thought it was. <laughs> so if you've got any horror stories that we might not have touched upon in Prague or whether you've got any recommendations about Prague, please give us an email on acrossthecemetery at gmail.com. Or you can find us on social media. So we're on Twitter at AXSymmetry, TikTok at AXSymmetry, and Instagram at Across the Cemetery. And if you'd like to leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to us on, that would be very beneficial. And you can also share us on Instagram. That would be great too. And we promise to actually release some episodes. Yeah, we're back now with a bang. Migraines are going. Life is flying. Your migraines aren't going anywhere. No, they're not. <laughs> So, thank you for listening and thank you for bearing with us with this little break. Thank you. Bye. Bye.